<laughs> you got it. I'm just glad it's him. <laughs> uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, first and foremost, just want to uh, tell you all how uh, blessed I am just to be here this morning and to see you all. And it's encouraging to see everyone here this morning. And it's just a, a privilege and it's just an honor for us to be here. And we have to understand that it's something that's been given to us. It's been yeah. given to us by God because of his grace and his mercy. And for that, we're just thankful. Um, as I was driving in this morning, my eldest son, he said to me, he, we were passing by the other uh, building over there across the street. And he said to me, he said, man, it's a lot of cars out there. And I just, you know, I've been playing with that all morning because, again, you know, it's re- today is recognized as Resurrection Sunday. And you're going to hear a, a bunch of messages throughout the country being talked about the death, burial, and resurrection. But this morning, all I very simply want to do is just encourage us because every day for us is the death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. Today doesn't make it any different than what we Amen. always do. Uh, and again, we're just so thankful. Uh, I, I'm scanning the audience very quickly. I don't see any visitors, but if there are any visitors here, we, we want you to know that you are indeed our honored guests and, and uh, you have the right to fellowship and to feel loved and comforted by God's word. And that's what we'll do. That's our obligation. Um, so we just want to want to continue to understand that there are some folks who didn't make it this morning. There are some folks who don't who did make it and they're fellowshipping and they don't have the comforts that we're provided. So we got to make sure that we understand that it really, truly is a blessing to be here on this morning. Uh, I just want to thank all the brothers who have uh, served up until this point, uh, reading scriptures, encouraging us through God's word and praying for us. Brother Dory, singing songs, leading us. Listen, you uh, you made it hard for me, so I'll do my best, you all. Uh, So, again, just want to make sure that we understand that every day. Every day we preach the gospel, which is the death, burial, and resurrection. So this morning, all again, as I said, all I want to do is very simply just encourage us. Nothing, no blitz, no glam, nothing new, no new concepts. It's just going over the things that we already know. Maybe just uh, helping us to pull out something that maybe we didn't look at. So again, just encouraging. Uh, I was encouraged through the word, and all I want to do is just encourage you all. So for me to do that, what I'm going to do is. I'm going to tell you all the story. Right. And the story that I, I'm going to use myself to tell the story. And, and when we get through the story, then we'll have the ability to make an application. And then the lesson will be yours. Yeah. All right. So make it to the house. So I laughed this morning when I was putting it together because I didn't have a title. It's just the only reason why I said make it to the house. Because in my mind, when I was going over my story, I kept saying to my health, that was something that I continued to say. And you'll see what I mean when I say that. So tell you all about my story using myself. Y'all bear with me. All right, so originally I'm from Hinesville. I'm from Dublin, Georgia. Some of you all know what Dublin is. It's, it's uh, right underneath Macon. Right. So I'm from Dublin, Georgia. All my family's from Dublin, Georgia. That's where I'm from. Every, every, every last bit of my family's from Dublin. I moved to Hinesville, Georgia uh, when I was six. Father moved to the military, so I was down there where I was six. So the transition from Dublin, Georgia to Hinesville, Georgia, it wasn't that much of a transition. And what I'm saying is you could both consider them at the time to be country towns. Dublin Dudley, still country. Ain't nothing changed. <laughs> Ain't nothing changed. That's where all my family's from. Hinesville, when I first got down there, was you could, it, was, it was industrial. It was a bunch of woods. They hadn't, the only reason why it looks the way that it looks now is because of Fort Stewart. If you take away Fort Stewart, which is the military town, military base, it's nothing down there. All right? So don't let it fool you. Country town. So that's how I grew up. So understand that when I moved to Atlanta, my concept of geography began to expand because I had to learn now because I'm from a small town. 
I moved to Locust Grove because in my mind that gave that got me as closest to a small town as I could possibly imagine. It got me as close as I could get. So now I'm used to having the ability to, from my parents' house, if I want to go to the store, I just get up and I walk to the store. That, that's proximity. If I want, I can walk from my parents' house to the Walmart. I can walk there by two miles, two and four, by two miles. If I want to get on post from my parents' house, I can walk pretty much everywhere in Hinesville, right? Mm -hmm. Y'all bear with me. So again, that's how I grew up. If I drive 30 to 40 minutes, I'm skipping over different counties. When I got up here, 30, 40 minutes, you still in the same county. <laughs> so I'm just trying to tell you that when I got to Atlanta, my geography began to expand. I had to. I had to learn. So now that's a part. I'm telling you all my story. right? So now I came to Atlanta to go to school with the Georgia State. So now, taking context that I'm from a small town and I'm going to a school in the heart of the city. Yeah. <laughs> so now... I got to learn, and I got to learn fast. Fortunately, I was blessed with a father who understood he had to send his son out into a world. So now I'm having to learn, and now the only time I took a bus was to go to school. I wasn't used to taking a bus. I could walk where I wanted to get to, or I took a school bus. I didn't get wrapped up in that. So now I get to Atlanta, and I'm not staying on campus. That first two semesters, I had to stay off campus, so I had to stay far from off campus. So that means I had to commute. I was a commuter is what they call it. So now I had to learn a new system. I had to learn the MARTA system. So now I had to take a bus from the house that I was staying in to a train station. From the train station, I had to take the train to another train station, get off that train, get on another one, then take it up north. And, and that was my daily commute. I did that every day. And I had to learn it. Again, I'm from a small town. I don't know anything about that. So now my concept of geography is expanding. It's expanding fast. So now, the meat and potatoes of my story. So one, one evening, I was, uh, I was at school. I was in the library, you know, because when you don't have a concept of time, when you think you're okay, you know, there's no sense of urgency. You don't really get excited about anything. So now I'm thinking to myself, all right, I got this much time to do what I need to do and make it to the house. I'm just trying to make it to the house, y'all. Y'all see what I mean? Y'all finna see. So now I get on that train. I know that this is the last train going to my stop. I know the last train. I got it. I timed it perfectly. Listen, girl, you couldn't tell me I didn't do it any better. Get to that train station. Now, I'm just waiting on my bus. Waiting on my bus. Waiting on my bus. <laughs> what I didn't realize is I missed time. I missed time. Now, I told you all, I had to take a bus to get to the train station, so it wasn't right around. It wasn't what I'm used to. So now, it's, it's at night, you all, and I'm waiting. I'm looking. So now I get up, and I'm looking at the, you know how they had the little the schedules for you? And I get up, they have the schedules in the March station. So now I'm looking. What's today's date? Now, that can't be right. I, I could have sworn that I had it the right time. Now, y'all, I missed the last bus. So now, I'm in panic, y'all. <laughs> you got to understand, to me, I'm 19 years old. This is the, this, I, listen, I got to make it to the house. I'm not familiar. I don't know anybody up here. You know, I'm, I'm staying with a friend of, of my father's who, uh, you know, they were blessed. They were uh, gracious enough to allow me to stay there. I didn't know them. They just allowed me to use the space. So now I'm thinking to myself, hey, who, wait, wait a second now. And the only time I had been using a bus was what I told you all going to school. So now I got to figure out, I got to make it to the house, y'all. Mm -hmm. It's late. Mm -hmm. So now the only thing that I know to do <laughs> is I got to walk. <laughs> I got to make it. I got to make it to the house. <laughs> so listen, y'all, I'm going to give you all a, a good bit of context about my story. So now I'm, I'm preparing myself to walk. First, you got to talk yourself into it. 
Because I know it's a long walk. Listen, y'all, you gotta talk yourself into it. Listen, now, I, listen, now, I've done this where I'm from, my hometown, I've done this. That ain't made nothing. If I miss the bus where I'm from, listen, I can walk. And this is the thing about being in a place where everybody knows you. If I'm walking, I may happen to stumble across somebody who's going and say, hey, bro, where you going? You going this way? Man, come on and take it to the house. Yes. <laughs> nope. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. So now I have to make it to the house. So again, I told you I'm walking, I'm t talking myself up because I know. I know how long it takes me to get to that station on the bus. But to walk? Listen, and I, I, you know, again, I was a student athlete. I called myself, I wasn't out of shape or anything like that. But now I'm just like, listen, I ain't never done this before. So now I'm on my journey. I'm walking. So now you all got to understand, thing, roads look very different at night than they do in the daytime. Take some. So now I'm strolling, y'all. And understand, I'm not strolling. Now let me, let me, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, the whole time. <laughs> Understand, you would think that it took me longer because I'm steady spinning in circles. Because there are places along my journey where the only light I had was the moon and the stars. I'm not, and I'm not even exaggerating you all. I want you all to understand that this is a true story, and we'll get to the point. So now I'm walking, and it seems like every single sound is somebody trying to run up on me. Now I'm, just, I'm trying to make it to the house. I'm trying to make it to the house. So now what I'm doing is. Is I'm like, listen, if somebody run up on me, I ain't gonna make it easy for it. So now I'm picking up rocks. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm trying, because it's hot, it's August when I'm in school. So now I'm trying to make it. All you hear is dogs barking. And I'm thinking to myself, listen, I'm tired. I've been walking. Listen, you all, at a minimum, two hours. That's at a minimum. Yeah, right. Two hours. So I'm walking now. And it, I, listen, every dog. It sounded as if they were right there on my tail. <laughs> Every dog. So now I'm in this place. And now this is before you could just pull out your phone and call the Uber, any of that stuff. I can't even remember if I had a cell phone. That's how long. I can't even remember. And if I had it, it wouldn't have done me any good because I didn't know anybody. And if I had called my mom and my dad, what would they have done? They were four hours away. You are on your own, buddy. Now you've got to figure this thing out. So I'm, I'm strolling and I'm walking. And now the only thing I'm doing is I'm trying to familiarize myself and I'm remembering all I know is it's a straight shot to get to the house. But I gotta make it. I gotta make it to the house. So now, every so often, I'll get a street light that was lighting up a street. And I was saying, okay, all right. But now I'm in a place you all because everything in my mind, anything bad that can happen is getting ready to happen to me. I'm anticipating. That's why I'm in, there's emotional distress. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm 19 years old. I ain't, I'm not afraid to tell you. I'm not ashamed to tell you. Listen, I want to call my mom. Mom. Nah, this ain't it right here. This ain't it. But again, on that journey, I'm just trying to make it to the house. Mm -hmm. So now, the closer I get to the house, you know, I, and again, I'm tired. At a minimum, two hours. This is the longest I've ever walked. This is the hardest thing at that point in my life that I had dealt with. Because listen, I'm from a small town. I can, you know, I'm not used to this. So the closer I get to the house, what happens is once you get to the residential areas, it begins to be lit up. Mm -hmm. So now I'm following the lights because now I can see. Mm -hmm. Now I know where I am. Now I'm gaining my ground. Now I'm speeding up now because I'm trying to make it. Before, I had a little pace going, I had a little pace going, I would jog a little bit, walk a little fast, and I would run a little bit, just to try to get there. But now I know where I am, and I'm there, I'm getting close, and the anticipation is building, the anxiety is beginning to build, because I'm making it to the house. So now, I'm in the house, and I, I'm going to tell you, I'm sharing this with y'all, this is a personal story, I'm, I'm, I ain't got no problems. So when I get in the house, y'all, listen, I'm emotional. I'm like, man, I can't believe I just did that. I can't, I made it. 
Because the only thing that I could do when I started on that journey was pray to God. and said, listen, I just got to make it to the house. <laughs> it wasn't no long, drawn-out, eloquent prayers. It wasn't none of that. God, let me make it to this house. And I made it to the house. So now, there was darkness on that road. Talked about it. There was uncertainty. I didn't know. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know who was around. I didn't know any of those things. There was uncertainty. Uh, talked about the physical circumstances, the tiredness. I was weary. My body began to hurt. That next morning I woke up, you would think that I had been in a 12-round fight because I was tired, y'all. I had morning classes. Guess who didn't go? So again, <laughs> listen, I have to recover. I know, listen, I kissed the afternoons. That's the thing about me. I kissed the afternoons. Emotionally, mentally, I was in a particular place. But now I've made it to my safe space. I made it to the house, you all. all right, I made it. So now, when I get in the house, my place of refuge, now I don't, I ain't think about nothing else but getting in this house because in the house, what I can do now, I just told, I told you I was hot. So now I have the opportunity to take a shower, right? Now I have the ability to go in the room, turn the TV on and decompress because now I'm just, to me, that was the hardest thing I done been through. Now I need to unwind, right? Now I'm decompressing. I'm coming down emotionally, mentally, I'm coming down. I'm coming down. Now, I'm, now I, I've been walking at a minimum two hours. Guess what I am? I'm hungry now. I'm finna, feed, I'm finna feed myself. And then when I'm done with all those things, I'm gonna lay back and get some rest on this bed. Those are the things that are happening in this place of refuge for me. So now, this morning, I talked about you know, our gospel message. And all I want to do is just encourage us with the message of hope that the gospel gives us. That death, burial, and resurrection, the things that we gain through it. We have a place of refuge. Right? All right, so Matthew 11, the scripture that was read into your hearing. Matthew 11, beginning at verse 27, says, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son. And he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Now understand, many of us today on a journey, right? There is some darkness on that journey. There is some uncertainty on that journey. A lot of us emotionally, mentally, we're getting worn down. We, we, don't under, we don't know. We don't know what to expect. All we can do is just keep our head on the swivel and hope nothing bad happens. A lot of us, that's where we are in our lives. But understand, Jesus has given us a way. Man. We just have to, when I say make it to the house, I'm talking about Christ, y'all. Just want to make sure we understand. We just got to make it to the house. Right. And when we get to the house, we got to stay there. Right? So he's given us a place of refuge. So now a lot of us deal with new experiences in our lives. Again, uncharted territory. For some of us, that's traumatic for us. That's, that builds a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress for us. We don't know how to handle those things Amen. because we're so used to having control or, or a perceived uh, idea of control in our lives. I know where this is supposed to go, but now I don't know how to get it in this particular place, and I don't even know if I'm going to get it to put it there. Right. Now I don't know. Uh, financially, some of us you know, have been doing well for ourselves, but now we're in a place where we got to make some adjustments. You know, we ain't got it as good as we had. We still got it good now. We're still blessed. But now we have to make an adjustment. And for some of us, that's uncharted territory. <clears throat> in our relationships, you know, in the relationships that we have with people on our jobs, even in the relationships in our home, whether it be our kids or our loved ones, now we're in, sometimes we get in a place where we don't know what's going to happen with them. Right? We've grown up with these people. We expect for them to deal with us in a particular way, but we don't know. 
There's uncertainty for some of us. Those are our loved ones. I don't know what's going to happen. So now we're on this journey. And on our journey, what we have to remember is all we have to do is make it to the house. That's all we have to do. All right. So seeking comfort in the world is what some of us do. Some of us make the mistake because when we get on our journeys, what we do is revert back to the things that we're used to doing. So now you revert back to the things that you're used to doing because you ain't doing nothing else. Because if you reverted to the refuge that you have in Christ, that would become easier to us. For some of us, we're still struggling with with just being in the place of refuge. That means we've got to get better at understanding the need to get to the house and stay in the house. Because some of us seek comfort in the world and we've got to understand what the world will provide us. So now if we're struggling with that, as I said, where are we trying to go? Somebody said we're on a journey. A lot of us are on a journey. And that journey looks different for each and every one of us. But where are we trying to go? Who's helping us get there? Those are questions that we have to ask ourselves. If there is a struggle, we've got to ask those questions. So now, Psalms 11 and 1. In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain. For lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in his heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. So now what we got to understand is this is the response to someone giving advice. This is the response to someone giving advice. So remember this. When we get on our journeys and we start seeking advice, start taking refuge in things of the world and not in Christ, this is what people will say to you. And flee as a bird to your mountain. Understand what that's saying. During this time, the mountains provided a place of refuge. If you were fighting, it it was more defensible to fight from a mountain. And also, being in that mountain, thieves and bandits would go there as well. So if you're running towards the mountain, you're running away from things. The world will have you run away from your problems. The world will have you deal with your problems in a way that is contrary to the way that God would have you deal with them. Take comfort in these things. Flee as a bird to the mountain. That's the easy way. But the first part of that verse is, in the Lord, put out my trust. That is coming from someone who understands that I have made it to the house and I'm staying. I'm staying. So now again, that is... How you say ye to my soul? How can you say that to me? So now we have to ask ourselves the question when we're seeking comfort from the world, when we're going outside the comfort of Christ, that's what people are saying to you. That's, what that's the advice that they're giving you. Right? So for lo, the wicked bend their bow, they make ready their arrow upon the string. As soon as I step out, the enemy is waiting on me to make a move. Some of, some of you all are hunters. All you have to do is be patient and wait for the right moment to strike. A lot of the times when we leave that place of refuge, that's what the enemy is waiting on. He's waiting for the right moment to strike. You don't trust in that place of refuge because you left. Listen, make it to the house and stay there. That's what we've gained in Christ. So it says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Let me explain that. So what we do is we get upset at the world and we get upset at the world because we seek comfort in the world. And when the world falls apart, when we see the world unraveling morally, socially, culturally, politically, now we're trying to figure out, well, I can't believe this. 
Listen, you put your trust and comfort in the wrong thing. The world has never cared about you. So when we get upset and get distraught about the things going on in the world, listen, it's going to move you. But listen, we are still in our place of refuge. The only way you get shaken is if you've left that place of safety. Get back to the house. So now, let's look at the world. I made the comment about the world. Let's look at the world. In Luke chapter 16, beginning at verse 19, rich man and and, uh, Lazarus. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of swords. Lazarus was destitute. He was in a bad way. Had comfort. Found comfort in the dogs who licked his sores. Comforting him. Licking his sores. And there was a rich man who was eating good, dressed in fine linen. Couldn't even spare the crumbs off his table to help someone in need. Now, I want to make sure that I communicate this clearly. That's the world looking at us. What do we think the world owes us? So now, when we are in our destitute place, emotionally, physically, and we're looking and seeking for the kindness of others in the world, I don't care about you. Let me get on with you in the way. Let me step on by you. Let me step over you. Yes, sir. All we want are the crumbs. Listen, just give me something. I don't have time for that. You find comfort with the dogs. So now when we spend our days being upset at the world, understand that that's what the world thinks of you. You made the decision to leave the place of comfort. All right now. Make it back to the house. Man. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, more with the dog came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. So they both died. <laughs> so now, the rich man needs Lazarus. Listen, you all, we can't seek comfort and help from a world who doesn't realize the sick, sad state that they're in, right now. they should be coming to us for help. Amen. Are we living a life where they can reach out for soul salvation through us in Christ? Or are we backwards, seeking for the crumbs from their table? Can I get something from you? I'm in a relationship, and I'm expecting for it to go another way, but it ain't a relationship that I waited on. Right. I stepped out there. So now I'm looking for something to change, but you changed it by leaving the place of comfort. Come on, come on. Make it back to the house. I'm in a job that I jumped out there too quick on. I want it. Listen, I got bills to pay. I don't have time for all that. Is it the right job for me? Nah, but I need it. I thought I needed it. Now I'm in this place expecting for them to treat me differently to pay me more when I knew what the job was before I took it. I stepped out there and left that place of comfort. I put my trust in the Lord. Psalms 11 and 1 says, put your trust in the Lord. Stay where you are because as soon as you leave, the enemy is waiting on you. So now what happens is when we step out there on our journeys, and there's darkness, there's uncertainty. We got our head on a swivel because we don't know who's coming and where they're coming from. We are in our minds catastrophizing. Everything bad that could happen is happening in our minds. We're wrestling with ourselves. Now we're looking for someone to call. You left the place of refuge. Now you have to make it back to the house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So now understanding that that's what we do when we seek comfort and refuge in the world. We got to be honest about it. The world can care nothing about us. That's right. So when we incorrectly perceive that there are comforts in the world that are more comforting than the refuge that we have in Jesus, what we'll do is we'll make a decision to step out. Mm-hmm. And I told you all earlier, we spend so much time being upset at the world. We can look at the world and there are a number of different things that are not advantageous to anybody in here. But why are we surprised? Have we left our place of refuge? And I'm not just talking about physically, emotionally, mentally. What are the things that we're relying on? Have we put too much trust in those things, those comforts and those pleasures of the world like the rich man? Have we done that? So now in the days when he needed something from Lazarus, whom he stepped over, Lazarus is in the place where you want to be. He is in the place of refuge, comfort. The rich man now says, hey, listen, we will keep reading. <laughs> and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. He's in a place of comfort. Lazarus is cool. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And this is the saddest part about it. Father Abraham. So he, had, he knew. He knew. Have mercy on me and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. So now what we do a lot of times is we take, we have the, we don't do, I don't think we do it on purpose, but we take God's long suffering and his patience for granted. Yeah. Because yeah. once it's done, it's done. Yeah. There's no duels, right. as we'll see. There are no duels. Once you make the decision to leave that place of refuge or someone makes the decision to not enter into that place of refuge, when it's over, it's over. Yeah. But Abraham said, son, remember that thou in Thy lifetime received this, the good, thy good things, and likewise Lazarus' evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. Yeah. So watch it when we seek comfort in the Word. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, yeah. so, they, that, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from this. Listen, ain't nothing I can do for you. There's nothing I can do for you because you had the opportunity to do the right thing. Yeah, right. You made a decision. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify to them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went up to them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto them, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. What good is it for me to send somebody where you ain't gonna listen? Yeah. If you won't listen to the word, mm-hmm. what more can we do? All right. So now, be right. very careful when we leave our place of refuge and seek comfort and reach out to the world. Yeah. Where are we trying to go? Who's helping us get there? Right. Make it to the house. Right. Right. I'm not gonna hold you all alone this morning. All right. So now. When we talk about being comforted in the world, I want to make sure I communicate this clearly. A lot of times, we have friends. You know, we, don't have to, we have friends that are in, that are in the world. That's unbelievers. We, they, you know, they're good people. They're not bad people. I've known these people all my life. But what we have to do, what, make sure we understand is when we get advice from those people, under, don't be surprised at the advice that you get. Amen. Girl, I don't know if I do that. That's right. Girl, ain't no way I do that. You better than me. I ain't, actually. <laughs> Amen. Amen. 
Man, man, I don't know if I could have did that. I don't know if I could do that, man. If it were me, I would do this. And that's the thing. If I were you, yeah. you should be trying to be more like me. Yeah. Getting in this place of refuge. So be very careful who we surround ourselves with, that's right. who we allow into our, our lives. That's right. Because when we get on our journeys, because we're going to have to get on the journey. Yeah. We're going to have to make it to a place, to a destination. We better make sure that we're around the right people and we know and understand where that place is. All right. Psalms, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. So now, going back to putting our comfort and refuge in the world. The world comes up with ways to distract us from our place of refuge. Yes, sir. Yes, they sir. come up with ways. And again, it's not overt. It's just if we pay attention, we can see. So what we have to realize is we have leaders in the world, not to politicize anything, but we have leaders in the world coming up with laws, coming up, making decisions, all these different things. And it seems as though every decision that they make, every law that they come out with, takes you further and further away from the will of God. And we're so upset. How can the world be this way? Well, understand what's in the world. We know what's in the world. They're conspiring. They're trying to figure out how to make themselves feel better. They're not worried about you and your spiritual salvation. Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Listen, I'm going to continue to break free from that religion that binds us from doing the things that we want to do. We're going to lead this nation the way that we want to lead it. And you better fall in line. I'm not concerned about how you feel. Listen, I got to think about the whole world. I got to think about all the things that are beneficial to the society that I'm leading. I'm not concerned about you. But listen, you all, when they get in their council meetings, when they get behind those closed doors, listen, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. God is laughing at the decisions that they're making. He has them confused. We can look out in the world and see some of our leaders looking confused. It don't take much. Understand that we have refuge in a God who is laughing at leaders who are making decisions on behalf of nations. He's going to have them confused. And we can see that now. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Now after he laughs at them, he's going to judge them. So now if we take our refuge and comfort in the world, guess what? We have the ability, if we don't make it back to the house, to be judged. In the world. That's why we have to understand that what we gain through Christ provides us comfort, everlasting peace. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. That's the king. So now I made the mention about accepting the challenge of having to take that journey. I told you all that that for me was one of the hardest things at that moment in time. I was 19. That was, that was rough for me because, again, it was, I was walking over two hours. So now understand that God never said you weren't going to go through it. It's not what he said. He said go through it, James 
One says, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Listen, that's going to work in you a strengthening of your faith, patience, holding on, yeah. waiting. Those bad relationships that you've been in, guess what that gives you now? Experience to wait on the one that God sent to That job that you keep jumping in and out of, guess what it'll do when you have to go through those, those circumstances that are contrary? You, you learn to wait now. You know what? I'm going to just go on and be patient. Because what it does is it builds faith. But let patience have our perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If we wait on God, there is nothing that we have to concern ourselves with. Because we are in a place of refuge, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually. That's comfort and peace. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. They give it to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Listen, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to know everything. A lot of us make the, make, the, make the mistake thinking that we have to know everything about everything. No, you don't. You can wait and ask God, what should I do? How should I handle this? As opposed to picking up the phone and calling somebody who ain't going to give you some bad advice. How can someone give you advice that's going to be beneficial when they themselves don't understand the six sad condition that they're in? All right. All right, now. But let him ask in faith. That's important. Nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea. Driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Yeah. In and out. Get back in the house. Stay there. Wait on God. All right. So as I said, we're gonna go through it, you all. And I, I think it, it would be it would be incorrect thinking to think that you're not gonna go through it. Amen. But when you do go through it, remember that you have a place of refuge. Yeah. Christ has given you peace and comfort. All you have to do. Is wait on. Yeah. All right. So now, what's in the house? So I talked about what was in the house when I got there. I, I took my little journey. I made it there. I, I was sweating. I was hot. I was tired, and I was hungry. So now I made it to the house. What's in the house? What we gain in Christ? In the house, I had the ability to get clean. Right? It was hot. I was going to take a shot. Now in Christ, First John, beginning of chapter one, seven. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Very simply, Jesus cleanses us outwardly and inwardly. Cleanses us. Understanding that now in that place of refuge, that's what we gain. All right. Now, also, what we gain in the house is I talked about we had I had the ability to decompress. I went up there, turned TV on, and kind of let my mind unravel because I had just went through it, job. An opportunity to decompress mentally and emotionally. I could let it go. I done made it. In Christ, John chapter fourteen. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives. Give out unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Listen, relax. Don't worry about that. I got you. Just relax. Also, Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. There is enough to worry about today. I'm not going to get wrapped up in tomorrow. I got to make it. Yeah. Right. Let me deal with today because Jesus said, listen, I got you. Don't worry about it. First Peter 5, beginning of verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, 
that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Listen, why would I not? He told me he cares for me, so I, I have nothing but to trust him. So we have to understand, when we make a decision to step out of that place of refuge, that's a decision that we chose. We chose to do that because Jesus said, listen, stay with, stay with me. Stay with me. Huh? What else is in the house? Ooh, I told you all. I, I had the ability to feed myself. You know, I had yeah. been out there working hard in my mind. So now in Christ, Matthew 6, 25, 31. John, we'll, we'll, I'll put them up. Matthew, John 6. Uh, verse 35, verses 53 through 38. And also, 53 through 38. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what, shall, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Listen, don't worry about that. I got you. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they. All right. Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto a statue? What are you going to do by worrying about it? Are you going to change your circumstance? Right now. Listen. Take comfort and peace in the place of refuge that's been given to you. And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the valley, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Mm -hmm. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Man, don't worry about that. Don't worry about any of those things. Trust in God. Trust Him. Build your faith. Understand that you're going to have to go on a journey, on your journey, when there's darkness and uncertainty. You don't know who's trying to get at you. All you have to do is make it to that place of refuge. Yeah. And not just make it there. Stay there. Yeah. Yes, sir. John 6.35 And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Listen, you ain't got to worry about what you're going to eat. He's going to provide for you. Yeah. Spiritually. Yeah. Everything else will follow. John 6, beginning of verse 53. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, he had no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day, for my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat man, and are dead. He that eateth this, of this bread shall live forever. Listen. Everlasting peace. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about it. If you worry about it, you chose to worry about it. Mm -hmm. That's a decision that you made. Mm -hmm. All right, what else is in there? Lastly, rest. Amen. I told you all after I ate, I got full, I laid it down, mm -hmm. getting ready to get me some sound sleep. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to worry about any of those things. I was worried about trying to make it to the house. Mm -hmm. In Christ, Matthew 11. 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. See it again. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Listen, you ain't got to bear, it burden, uh, bear that burden by yourself. Let me help you out. Have you ever seen someone struggling to get up, struggling to walk? Someone comes, embraces them, and makes it easy, and, and you would think that nothing is wrong with that person because now they're strolling? 
That's what Jesus would do. Listen, you won't have to walk now. That's right. But I'll walk with you. Come on. It ain't that hard. I got you. Just stay with me. When you start getting ahead, you start dragging behind, then I can't help you. But just stay with me in that place of refuge. Yeah. So as I close this morning, yep, I, I, I want to leave with the importance of getting in the house. And Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 17. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which would come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal it. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tilling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto them, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. Listen, they understood the importance of getting in the house. Yeah. Having to take a bed on the rooftop, lowering it down, whatever it took. I got to get up in this house yes. because I understand what's in the house. There was a healing for me. Yeah. There was a healing for this man, not just outwardly, but inwardly. I'm being restored not to a whole of a person right. through Christ. Yeah. Refuge, peace, comfort, everlasting life in him. I just got to get in there. Yeah. How many of us are fighting to get in? Not, right. And some of us who have gotten in, how many of us are fighting to stay in? Right. How many of us are taking the gospel out and trying to communicate to people, hey, look, you need to get on in. Or are we out there with them? Seeking comfort in the world. So, we often talk about how, how the church is a place filled with sick people. And that's what we talk about. Get in. Everybody is here for healing. We talk about that. Yeah. So now let's, let's go a little deeper in, and this will, the lesson will be yours as to what we gain in Christ. A lot of the times when we see each other, we are encouraged by one another. But do we realize that there is healing that happens in this place? Right now. The healing happens through the encouragement with one another. But what we have to be, uh, what we have to understand is where we are. So imagine shaking the hand of a brother or giving that Sunday church hug to someone. Yeah. But as soon as you make contact within that person, they are ready to fall apart at the seams. Yeah. Do we have the ability to communicate to them? Listen, this is the place that you need to be. Man. This is a place where you have the ability to heal. Yeah. I know outwardly that journey that you're on is rough and it's a struggle. But are we communicating it in that way? When someone comes to us in the body, do we have the ability to understand through the way that we live our lives that this is what you need to be yeah. in this place of refuge? Do we understand that there is healing that happens in this place? Or are we the reason that somebody can't get it because of how we live out? Right. Right now. So as I close, I want to make sure that we understand that this was a lesson to encourage us. When anything, yeah. when no lips, no lambs, just wanted to make sure that we're all encouraged because everybody's going through something. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's trying to figure it out. Everybody's on their own individual journey. Everybody's got things that are causing problems for them, things that have the ability. I'm not going to say distress, but you have a healthy degree of concern is what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't stressed. You just got a healthy concern about things going on in your life. Listen. You're where you need to be. And if you know that there are people out here in the world, we take the message of where they're supposed to be because we understand why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the times we have to take the gospel message, and yes, it is the death, burial, and resurrection, but it's so much more. Yeah. 
Yeah. Can we communicate that? Not by just regurgitating verses, but the way that we live our lives. Yeah. Do we have the ability to do that? And if we do, that means we understand that. But if we're struggling, we need to make sure that we get back to the house. Yeah. Yeah. Stay there. Yeah. So, if you're here this morning and you're struggling, you're struggling in your life. There are things that you're dealing with, as I mentioned, and you're just trying to find a way. If you have not obeyed the gospel, understand that your life is going to be filled with that journey. Yeah. It's not going to be, it's not, and, it, and hear me clearly, you may be living a good life, but spiritually, it's not going to get any better for you. You need to ensure that you are in a place that offers salvation in Christ. You've heard enough this morning. You've heard it. Now it's on you. Believe in it. Ask yourself, where am I going? Where am I trying to get to? When it's all said and done, I'm not going to have the opportunity to do, do it again. I don't have, there are no redos, as we saw. I can't go back and say, wait a minute, now I've changed my mind. When it's over, it's over. All we have is the guarantees that is the time that we have Right now. You can right. make a decision. Man. You have the ability to make a decision. Yeah. Because we can't guarantee what's going to happen 15, 20, 30 minutes down the line. All you have is what you have right now. Man. The Word of God has the ability to save you and give you everlasting peace. Man. And as I said, you're not going to know everything. You're not. That's right. But all you need to know is this is the place that you need to be. Man. And if you are a member of the body and you struggle, you have Stepped out there, you are seeking comfort in the world. You've allowed yourself to get distracted. The world provides you with plenty of distractions. Get back in the house. Amen. Stay there. Understand where you are. Ask yourself questions. Where have I been? I need to get back to the place where I know I yes. can find some healing. I know yeah. there's some comfort. I know yeah. there's some peace. Yeah. It ain't the relationship that I'm in that's struggling. You don't go there first. You go to the place of refuge and then go there. You don't go to those friends. You go to that house and you try to save them. You don't go outside first. You stay in the place of refuge. And if you're struggling, come on back. Man. That's why we're here. Man. So as we stand, come on up. As we stand for the uh, invitation song, I, I, I hope and pray that something has been said uh, that is encouraging to you. Uh, we're, again, we're all going through something. But understand that true healing, comfort, and peace comes from being in the house, which Man. is Christ. Amen. Amen. Oh.